Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging and their multiple birth parents of children with disabilities. And this week we're speaking to two beautiful sisters and one who's living with cystic fibrosis. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word. So if you don't want your kids listening or you want to have some time on your own, then put your headphones on, earbuds in, whatever. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Kate. Welcome back. Yes. I wanted to say welcome to our new listeners because I've had a few people saying, why are you called two Ps, T-O-O? I'm like, oh, and so we're just going to say you've got to go back to the first episode. It's called The Pilot. Listen. At least have a listen to that one. At least have a listen. And then if you want to understand a little bit more about us, about as in Mandy and I, then the first few episodes are our story and all the new episodes are other amazing peace stories. So yes. you can dip in and out, but if you want to get the backstory <laughs> and understand all the rectum pee <laughs> comments, then you sort of have to go back. Yeah. But um, we did meet someone last week, Mandy and I did a Zoom, and she started listening on the 1st of September and was up to date by the 17th. I well can't done. even. Oh, no, that's too much of our talking. I'm sick of the sound of my own voice, <laughs> let alone so people. sick of it. <laughs> anyway, good girl. Oh, dear. So would you like to introduce our guests, Mandy? Yes. So this week, it's really lovely. We received an email from these beautiful sisters saying we would like to have an episode. So Jeanette um, asked us specifically for this episode to be about her sister's voice. Oh, it makes me want to cry. And so you're going to hear um, lots from beautiful Anna um, as well as Jay. So I just wanted you to know that, that she wanted this episode to be for her sister. Yeah. So welcome to Jeanette and Anna. Thank you. It's really thank great you. to be here. Yeah, thank you. We had some Zoom technicalities, we really but did. We, we got through it. <laughs> so That's it's cool. lovely to have you both. So you're both Zooming in from Sydney, is that right? Yep. Yeah. Different houses. Yeah. Same city. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, That's just, a real Melbourne We've just announced to open up the borders to New South Wales, yes. so watch out. We might be coming. <laughs> 23rd of November. Yes. 23rd of November. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Amazing to so many families oh, that have been separated. Huge. Yeah. It's a very weird thing, and it's probably affected Victoria and New South Wales a fair bit, to be locked out of the rest of the country. Uh, you just always have uh, this thing, oh, we can get on a plane. Yeah. No. No, sure can't. can't. <laughs> We're stuck here, and there's not even any flights hardly to Sydney, you are. even if you want to go. So anyway, anyway, about, anyway. about us. <laughs> <laughs> so we have three questions that we ask everybody. So I'm going to, well, I'll ask Jeanette and then Anna. We'll yep. do it that way. All right. So mm-hmm. Jeanette, do you have any music that you listen to or songs or bands that either get you through the good times or help you through the sort of shitty times? 
So I am a bit of a fan of Taylor Swift. Ah. <laughs> Have to admit that one. Oh, I'm a big fan. I've been to a concert. <laughs> yeah, I've been to a concert too. Awesome. <laughs> I find it's a bit of a polarising really? yes, to make. Okay. I think so, mm-hmm. yeah. so some people think it's absolutely acceptable and a no-brainer and other people are question ah. sanity. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it seems like it's a no-brainer to you guys. Yes. <laughs> but I will listen to her music in all moods, essentially. Yep. There are some songs that are my go-to to kind of pep me up and some songs that are quite meaningful to me on a personal level that I might yeah. listen to when I'm feeling a bit down or mm. want to connect with a mm. particular experience. So yeah. cannot go past a bit of Tay-Tay. Ah, no, and her new but... album's amazing. Yeah, I was really, really impressed to hear that yeah. new album. It's one yeah. of my favourites. Is yeah. it? Yes. I was, you know, sometimes they peak early. No, she's still she's got it. Yeah, she's maturing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, she mm. really is. So, yeah. Um, and Anna? Well, if Jay thought she was a dork um, by confessing to being a Tay Tay fan, I am really going to go down swinging here. I'm a mum. I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old. And if anyone looked at my Spotify playlist, they would just be like, oh, my gosh, ultimate Disney fangirl. Yes. Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm happy to, to wear that. Um, I, I, I do. Actually, the greatest showman, Jay and I have yes. a, a particular connection to. It might come up a bit later, actually. But um, <laughs> the greatest showman soundtrack is. I, I'm totally fine with that being on my my like top five yes. albums of all time. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, we love that too. <laughs> and what is it like? Frozen two versus Moana, or what? What? What's your favorite Disney? Above. Rapunzel, uh, Tangled. So it, yeah, all, all of the I above. love them too. Um, I think Frozen 2, I just love some of the messages in Frozen 2 around like resilience and sisters and like yes. girl power. And I, I have two girls, I have a sister, and yeah. so I feel like Frozen 2 really spoke to me. Yeah, yeah. wow. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, Moana is also brilliant. Um, I feel like I use Moana more in my everyday life, yeah. like the um, You're Welcome song. Yes. Oh, yeah. Bust <laughs> that out to my entire family when they forget to say You're Welcome. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah. I'm fine claiming the the Disney fan. Yeah. Oh yeah, love it. (laughs) My girls are 24 and 19, and it's on constant. Still, they still listen to all those songs. Belt them out. Yeah. Yep. So okay, I have got. Just before we move on, Anna and I do have some pretty mad skills singing Lion King duets. Oh, oh. my goodness. <laughs> the circle of life. Go for well, it. Yeah. As long Maybe as I can best be... done in the shower. <laughs> do you sing harmonies together? Not well. Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> Not well. I think some of our favourite duets are where one of us is Timoan and one of us is Pumbaa. Oh, yeah. yes. So yeah. good. And we can switch parts between oh. us if we need to. What skills? Oh, no. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, well, the next question, we'll start with you, Jay, is what have you? did you win any awards at school? I'm pretty sure I won only one award mm-hmm. in my entire schooling life. Wow. <laughs> and that was in year 12. And we always had this speech night practice where they would read out all of the names of people who won awards. Yep. And I was totally not expecting to get one. <laughs> right. And it turns out that I did get one. 
And it was for the Marden Prize, which my entire family had no idea what that was. <laughs> and essentially, <laughs> essentially, they give it to people who are actually not very smart or very sporty or very good at anything but are just a nice person. Oh, <laughs> so well, that's actually the, a really well, important award. Well, you're a nice person award. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, we wish they were all like that. Yep. We do. We, we value that. How did you that. feel when you got it, though? We went, we went to a, a, like a, a very strict girls' school that was like big into the school colours and it was the only award given in the whole school where the flowers that accompanied the award were in the school colours of <laughs> red, white and, and blue and it's like, you know, it's, it's given, it's not for people who aren't good at things, it's for people who are just really good people yes that's the perfect award that is the best award yeah we are all about those awards yep i can see that school assembly too because scholarship went to a school like that yeah everything matches yeah god the school school, colors it's like harry potter with the pink hair ties Mm. different colors oh no no you gotta have those sorts of colored sneakers you can only buy the stuff from the uniform shop for your hair (laughs) (laughs) no oh funny Yep. I remember the girls when they were in primary school, a mother cut up uniform and put it on little bears. Oh. So cute. Oh, school cracked a shits. Why? <laughs> this is not appropriate use of the uniform. What, as in for the bears to wear a school uniform? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, I just laughed. I bought one. Don't <laughs> <work there. laughs> it's like, I'll have one. <laughs> anyway, we digress again. What about you, Anna? Did you win any awards? I... Unlike Jay, I mean, I've, I think I've always been a good person, but I wasn't <laughs> always a particularly judicious student <laughs> at school. I don't, I don't know what the analogy is here, but like when it, certainly when it came to academics, I made no effort until it really counted uh-huh. in yep. year 11 and 12. And I was like, I'm going to get into law at uni. And I think everyone looked at me like, are you? (laughs) (laughs) I did, but I also did not win any academic awards. But um, I, as a a kid, um, I was actually an elite gymnast. So most of my awards are like gymnastics related. I was like, okay, at the violin. So I probably got like a couple of like, keep up the okay work yep, 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 yep. things but yeah jay was the the star of of the show <laughs> <laughs> all the shows in my, in my life <laughs> yeah. oh dear i got given an architecture book as as part of that prize and i was just like what, what? <laughs> Why do you think that I'm interested in architecture? (laughs) And you're 18, (laughs) 17. (laughs) I think I held on to it because I thought, well, you know, it's heavy. It costs a lot. It's got a little plaque in it. And then eventually I was like, no, this has to go. So it's gone out into the ether. It's a distant memory now. To the other people that to be an architect. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Oh. Well, oh I wasn't smart enough to think of that. <laughs> I think Vinny's got to get the book. <laughs> That's bizarre. Who well, was someone thinking loves her? It now. Who was like, right, we're giving her the most amazing award and we're going to give her a book about architecture. They <laughs> <laughs> probably had a deal with some book publishing house. Probably. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Someone's dad owned it. And yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay, and the big question, 
And you can answer this together or apart, however you'd like. Why are you peas? I will go first. Yep. So I'm possibly a pea for three reasons. So firstly, I do have cystic fibrosis, but because that's a bit of a mouthful, let's just call it CF. Yep. And my husband also has CF. He had a lung transplant two years ago. Yep. And so I was involved in caring for him before, during and after. Wow. And that includes even now putting yes. out some some caring vibes for him all the time. Yes. And I'm also a genetic counsellor. Mm. So I've got professional tacked on the end yes, there. Yes, you do. Wow. That's a lot of dots. That is. <laughs> <laughs> You've got all bases covered. You really yes, have. You really have. Well, I'm thrilled to hear from you today. It's yeah, going to be really great. exciting. And what, Anna, you go ahead. And I'm a P because I'm Jay's sister and best friend. Um, so I'm I'm right there in the pod with her, albeit <laughs> social distancing in the pod um, right now and for the foreseeable future. But yeah. but in there through thick and thin. Yes. Who's yes. who's older? Me, Jay. Common question. <laughs> Anna comes across as the elder of us for one oh, reason. Oh no, I just didn't know. <laughs> Maybe it's my music taste. <laughs> how how many years difference is there? Two years. Two. Two years. Yeah. Yep. That's a nice standard um, <laughs> yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know what's funny? I think it used to be standard. I don't know if it is anymore. Like no. my kids are two years apart and I feel that they're way closer in age to most of their yep. friends' siblings. Right. I think it's pushed out to like three or four years. Yeah. Well, I think it's so much more expensive to live. So mm-hmm. you need to go back to work or, be. you know, you can't just give up if you choose no. to stay at home that much time so yeah it's easier to work for a bit and then have another mat leave and I don't know I'm not a social like engineer or anything but (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm happy to give my opinion (laughs) so how about we start a little bit from the beginning and maybe tell us a little bit about your childhoods together and what that was like do you want to maybe start that one Anna I feel like you'd have a better way to begin (laughs) sure I mean Look, I think there were lots of ways that we were, lots of things. We were very normal in in some ways. Um, You know, Jay and I have always been best mates. Actually, we're probably abnormal in that sense. I think we always fought a lot less than, you know, many of our friends fought with with their siblings. But, you know, I think that's just because we're mates. Yeah, Um, yeah. And, and, you know, have always just had a, a really great relationship. We, um, we, I mean, we grew up, my, our dad is a, or was a Uniting Church minister. He, yeah. um, he's retired. Mum was a teacher. So, um, and, and they love and loved us to, to smithereens. Um, so super, super lucky um, in that sense. Um, but, yeah, I guess it. You know, CF, Jay's CF um, has has been a part of both of our lives from from day one. Jay was diagnosed with, with CF um, using the Hillprit test, as most people with CF are, are diagnosed very early. She had some, some complications um, in, in her first days of, of life. Um, and for me, I came along two years later, 
you know, there are these great family tales of mum and dad making the decision that they wanted to have another child knowing that genetically there was a one in four chance um, that any further children that they had would have CF um, and was so committed to having another child and I came along and I was the healthy, you know, happy baby um, and, you know, I, I think I think in some ways that's a really heartwarming story and I'm certainly very pleased that I was given life um, mm. through mum and dad's um, willingness to, to run the gauntlet and, and have another kid with CF. But, um, but I've also heard that story a I lot yeah. <laughs> over the course of my life. Yes. Um, and, you know, from lots of, lots of people who I sincerely hope were not there when I was conceived <laughs> um, in addition to, to mum and dad. But, um, you know, overwhelmingly we were loved. Um, I think we were good kids. Jay, a far better kid in terms of behaviour <laughs> than I ever was. Um, just because I'm a first child. That's what first yeah, kids do, a, generally yeah, speaking. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, the CF story for us is so interwoven with with everything else that it's it's, in, it's certainly impossible for me to separate CF from talking ab- about my childhood. Mm. Um, in fact. I mean, I'm digressing a, a little bit here, but it, it only occurred to me a couple of years ago um, when it was actually the first time that I was ever asked to speak about my experience as a sibling of someone with CF. Mm. Um, and I was writing this speech and I was speaking at Parliament House, so the stakes felt really high. Yes, and wow. I was yes. talking about such a personal topic yes um and I was having these like physical Mm -hmm. feelings you know in in my body that I couldn't put language to and it was only and I use a lot of words um, (laughs) and it was only then as like I guess I was like 32 or 33 at the time that I realized that CF is actually I don't don't have CF but CF is in my body in Mm. my physical memories and the you know the small t trauma of of CF as well as the joys that that come Mm. you know with some elements of of CF are very much a part of me and have been predating my language Mm. Um, yeah yeah which which is really interesting and and super deep and you know we we don't need to go there um but yeah I think I think it's it's impossible for us to kind of untangle those Mm. things um Jade like do you want to talk about your health in those early days or your understanding of of your health Mm. yeah so I guess in the very very early days it's almost not really my story Mm. because although it happened to me physically I was not aware that it was happening to me consciously it's more the story of my mum and my dad but in essence, I think it was the day after I was born or possibly even late on the day that I was born that everyone started to get a bit of a sense that I was not a well baby. Right. And the reason why I was not a well baby was that I hadn't passed meconium. Right. And 
a lot of your mums and dads out there, so you probably know that meconium is the baby's first poo. Mm. And in people with CF, sometimes that poo is just really thick and sticky and it's just not going to leave your body unless it's with surgery. And that's called meconium ileus. Mm. And so I went in for surgery the day after that I was born to have a big chunk of my intestines cut out with that poo stuck in it. And I was not very well for about 10 months and ended up having another three surgeries in the first 10 months of life. Oh, wow. Your mum must have been, yeah, stressed. Yeah, it was certainly not the highlight of their lives. (laughs) I think we can safely say that. And so they would have had similar experiences to what you two have had and what other people have had with me being in the NICU for Mm. literally months Mm. on end. And when a baby is born with meconium ileus, then the chance that that baby has CF is very high. And so they immediately said to my parents, we think that your daughter has CF. We probably need to confirm it, but this is our working diagnosis. And I guess just echoing what Anna said, I have always known that I have CF. Mm -hmm. Obviously, my parents were able to tell me that in an age-appropriate way as I was growing up. So there was never any question in my mind about if I had a health condition and what was it and how did it affect me. I was really kept in the loop Mm. the whole way. Mm. Mm. And treated for it, you know, multiple times a day, every day, um, you know, with physio mm. with nebulizers with a ton of tablets every single yes. day with a high fat high sugar diet yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> high salt don't forget yeah, high salt, salt. High salt. <laughs> all the things yeah I remember so I think- one of the um mums in my first mums group when I had the sound engineer um her elder son had cystic fibrosis and I remember like we'd have mum's group at her house and then she'd go and do all physio on his back and she had like a special table set up all the time um and I just remember it being such she didn't even stop talking while she did it it was just such a part of their life yeah and it it's funny as this is this is something that comes up for for siblings a lot of the time um I used to, as a kid, I wanted to have physio. Like (laughs) it was this time that was Jay's with whichever parent was, you know, giving her her physio. And, yeah, it didn't look like heaps of fun, but it's also one-to-one time. Um, And I was like, hey, I want want physio. And so mum and dad would, you know, every now and again give me physio and, you know, pretty quickly I'd be like, ouch, no, (laughs) this is not (laughs) what I want. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, those treatments, um, and I didn't realize this as a child, as, as, um, you know, it's really on reflection as an adult, um, that part of that was fear, which I don't ever remember mum and dad telling me about the gravity of, of Jay's health condition or about you know cystic fibrosis I don't I don't I mean I'm sure those conversations happened um but they're not the the memories I have um what's interesting and again I can only reflect on this as an adult is that I got that information through really unreliable sources Mm. and in a really 
age inappropriate way, yeah. if if I'm completely honest, because and mum and dad loved us, and mum and dad are big communicators, yeah. but I didn't know the questions that I needed to ask mm. to to get the the clarity that I wanted. Mm. Plus, it was like you know, it was the 80s and and yes. early 90s, so Jay would go for clinic appointments, you know, once a month which were long and involved meeting, you know, at least once a month, I guess, um, at the old children's hospital in Sydney. Um, you know, she would meet with uh, everyone. I've been in those rooms. Every they keep coming health in. professional. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, hi, look, I'm the physio's assistant. Hi, I'm the OT student. I'm, I was just like... Hi. <laughs> yeah. And I would go, I mean, you know, it was also the 80s. It's not like we were rolling in in money as a family. And and so I was always there. Yes. Um, but I wasn't in the like if the real, you know, meaty conversations were happening, a decision was made to exclude mm, me. And so I yes. would be sitting outside these rooms just with my imagination running wild about yes. like what was happening in in that room yes um and I mean Jay can tell you what was was happening in that room which is you know which I would never take away from in fact I've lived my entire life um you know thinking from the perspective of others actually to my own detriment Mm. um but what you know what we as siblings do is we anchor to those little snippets of conversation as someone's closing a door or yeah, opening a door yeah, or the physio's assistant that's like, oh, I know you d- you just had this conversation and we think the worst. Like yes. we don't think, hey, like, you know, there's a cure behind that door. Yeah. Um, you think, you know, at, at best you're like, well, maybe that's bad news mm. um, and at worst, you know, things are, are much more grave than yeah, that. wow. And I think, I mean, Joe, it would be interesting to hear your opinion, but I, I think another way of, um, I guess, my absorption of information as a very young child um, of what CF was, what it meant, the potential death sentence mm. that um, unfortunately, especially back then, mm. was um, was common of average life expectancies, all those sorts of things mm. um, was through unfortunate events to other families that were kind of within our network um and one in in particular um and we we certainly would never mention this individual's name because Mm. that's um that's not the right thing Mm. to do um and we're not in in as far as I know none of us are in in touch with this family um anymore um but on one of Jay's admissions Back then, it's actually hysterical to reflect on this now because CF people would are not allowed in the same ward as each other. Like, you know, we think in 2020 we understand social distancing, but get, you know, four people on the one ward with CF and you will learn a thing or two. Yes, <laughs> of course. Which is also highly amusing because Jay met her husband who also has CF when they were both admitted on the same ward in yeah. hospital. Yeah. Um, Didn't back- you know hospital was a dating site? Yeah. <laughs> Just FYI. Yeah, well, we have had another couple on that got yeah. in, uh, met at the, yep, at the Royal Children's. Oh, this yes. is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. 
But, um, you know, in, in one of Jay's admissions, I think it might have been your admission at the new children's hospital because I remember just being like, this place is, amazing. is epic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jay was in for a, a lengthy admission, um, usually tune-ups are sort of two to three weeks. Yeah. Um, and, and there was a, another kid not just on the same ward but in the same sort of room of four um, as as Jay who had CF who who was younger than well um, and died. Uh, not well, Jay was admitted, but not that long afterwards. And like, So died and you were sharing a room? No. So uh, actually just to correct you, Anna, it doesn't change much from the story, but I wasn't sharing a room with that person who died. But they did die in hospital after I had been released from hospital. Right. But shortly after, so maybe like two weeks, three uh, weeks later, something yeah. like that. Oh, that's yeah, I th- big trauma, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could say that. <laughs> yes. I think it was probably traumatic for our entire family, obviously mm. traumatic for the person's family and yes. friends. Yes, but yes, yes, yes. Um, it certainly made a really big impact upon me yes. and an impact upon my parents because of the impact that it had upon me. Yes. And I think what Anna's kind of leading up to is that it also had a really big impact upon her, mm. but that impact may not have been as clear and may not yeah. have been as looked after yeah. as right. the impact upon me. Yeah. Yes. I th- yeah, it was clear to me, um, but it was also clear to me that this was a, a really significant and traumatic experience for Jay mm. and for mum and dad. Mm. Um, and I was in the shadows yeah. of that and that felt right yeah. um, as a, I don't know, was I... I was nine, so you were seven. Yeah, (laughs) as a seven-year-old, it makes me really sad, especially as a parent, Mm. um, to think, and and it wasn't because no one loved me. It was because I didn't know to advocate for myself. Of course. Um, And your parents hadn't been through this before, so everyone's learning on the job. That's the brutal thing about parenting. You know, and we all yeah. make monumental cock-ups, but we don't mean to. Of course, of course. A couple of and years ago, one of my daughters, sorry to interrupt, had yeah, um, no a bone graft in her foot and she was at the Royal Children's Hospital and then her twins seen her go through surgeries before, but my youngest daughter had never. And it never occurred to me to say to her, when you arrive, you're going to see your sister yeah. looking like this and she just froze and I I will always feel guilty about not mm. prepping her for that but I was just in my own head thinking about how are we going to manage this and how are we going to manage that yeah. and she wrote oh. on the whiteboard I'm sorry but I just was so sad oh oh, oh. so yeah. so yeah we yeah. all make yeah mistakes. it's tricky yeah. Mm, it's tricky and that's why you've got to talk about it yes because that's right siblings are, are part of the yes, family yes. you know there are, I have very very rarely given Jay physio I think I've probably been banned from giving her physio <laughs> because I suck at it so much um and you know 
and and her husband and and certainly probably in the couple of years before for Dave before Dave's transplant you know I, I guess if we we're obviously fast forwarding here a little bit but um you know I was trying to learn physio because there may have been a situation and look there, there were situations where one of them needed physio yes. and the other one was not well enough to give it and I was like well I, I need to know how to do this yeah. to, to give physio and to be able to to help um and yeah I, I, I don't know I, I can't even remember where I was going with that thought sorry oh, that I interrupted was a, you, a total tangent no I think so. we were talking about the fact that like you were so young and didn't know what to do with your feelings about realizing that people who had cystic fibrosis could die yeah yeah and just and yeah but I think it's it's also just the recognition that like, I think, of course, it's it's sad that that this child died yes. of of CF, and it's it's of course sad that Jay has CF mm. for for all of us and and our communities around us. Um, but I think I also find it really sad that as a seven year old, I was depreciating my own needs, yes. and that that came so naturally to yes. to me at seven. Yes. Um, so Mandy, don't don't feel bad about you know that situation with with your youngest child. We all make mistakes, but by yes. talking about it, yes. hopefully other parents when their kids are going in for surgery are like, oh, okay, you know, I need to have that conversation. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's important stuff. And mm. how did it, you, how did you feel, Jeanette, doing all those hospital stays, and your sister wasn't like, did you? What did you mm-hmm. think about that? Look, I'd say I was actually pretty lucky in terms of hospital stays because apart from being very unwell when yeah. I was born, yeah. I got away with not being admitted until I was nine. Right. Even though in retrospect, I probably should have been admitted when I was five. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I do remember being quite unwell at that ah. point in time. Do you think my <laughs> dad did... just thought we'll just manage it? <clears throat> I think that they just managed CF differently. Yeah, okay. that's right. Yep, yep. And if I was a five-year-old presenting in the way that I did when I was five, but yep. it was 2020, then I would definitely have been admitted. Right, yeah. That there were just different ways of, of approaching things back in the dark ages yes. when I was a little tacker. <laughs> yep. And then I had another gap of nine years and I was only admitted when I was in year 12, right when I was supposed to be doing my trial. Oh. HSC exams, yeah, so I great. didn't do them. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, which is kind of a plus, but a bit of stress before yes. that. Yes, yes. So I guess in answer to that particular question, it wasn't really something that I had to confront all the time, or yeah. particularly often. Right. I do remember being admitted when I was nine, but some of those memories are a little bit hazy. Yep. Mm. Yep. I very much more remember the admission when I was 18. And I think at that point in time, my frame of reference was not really thinking about me versus Anna, but it was more that I had just gone through an experience that a lot of people didn't understand. And I didn't really have someone who I could identify as a person that I really wanted to talk about that with yes. or who was going to be able to respond in a useful way to me. Wow. And so I do remember feeling quite isolated when mm. I left 
as though all of my friends kind of knew I was in there, assumed that obviously it wasn't a vacation, but didn't really know all of the ins and the outs and not so much physical stuff that I went through, but also the emotional and the mental Mm. stuff that comes up when you're admitted. I feel like that just as a mum after a hospital admission, after a surgery for my children. And then I think all my friends have just been carrying on their life. And then you're like, how can that be? Yeah. I feel like a different person after this last seven days or, yeah. So I can't imagine when it's yourself. Do you think that was your first admission when it really started to grate on you when people would say, you look so much better or you look so well? You know, those (laughs) statements? Yeah. Yeah. I think invisible illnesses, people love to say that. Mm, They really do. And I think they think that they're helping. Yes. And it does seem to be a helpful thing to say on the surface. Mm. But when you hear it a lot... And when how you feel on the inside is not Imagined. how you look on the outside and it's a very clear disconnect, yep. then it can seem invalidating yes. to the person who hears that all the time. Definitely, yep. And I find I... it particularly irritating when nurses say it to you when you're actively admitted oh <laughs> because you think, well, I'm not faking it. And really, I would like to not be here. Yes. <laughs> so regardless of how I look, and it's Jay's... happening. Jay's bar for when she needs to be admitted, because as an adult, there's there's a degree of agency there. Yeah. Um, Jay's bar is incredibly high yeah. for, for admissions. Like, you know, I've had a number of conversations with Jay where I'm like, you are sick enough to go to hospital. You yeah. need that bed. You know, it's it's yours and you need to take that bed. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so if you're... Yeah, I can't believe nurses say that. I mean, they're human. They are they're superhumans as well. Um, thank goodness for, for nurses. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it's not well, so they can helpful learn for to invisible not say illnesses. It, yeah. So they can, yeah. we, of course, we yeah. forgive them and we show them grace because we want to be shown that too when we say the wrong thing. But then if you hear this and go, oh, okay, maybe that's not something I should say. And I think when you have, um, like I have children that are uh, neurodiverse and so we'll go somewhere and people will say to them, oh, you're you're behaving so much better or they'll actually say to me, oh, they're so much better, Kate. And I'm like, well, they're they're right there. They can hear what you're saying. But, But what that means is other times when I've seen you, you've been bad. So the compliment is actually a terrible thing to say. And so I and I know this is just me, I just don't think we ever comment on things like that. I don't comment. If someone's got a dress on that I like or a cool hat, I'll say, oh, cool hat, where'd you get that? But I don't have to talk about their appearance that day or their behaviour. They're my rules. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. It feels a bit like if you were to say, I'm so pleased that you decided to go and buy a cool hat. It's a big improvement for you. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not okay. it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. No, no. So, you know, we'll just slowly chip away at That's what right. we think, you know. <laughs> and we make mistakes too. Oh, all the time. Yeah. 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 Everyone's capable of a rectum comment. They really? Are. All yep. the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or 
Whereas yesterday, I will happily admit, we went to a friend's house and both her children have nut allergies and I made a salad with pine nuts all over it, which she then told me later is okay because they're not really nuts. But I was freaking out the whole way there thinking, I am the biggest rectum known to man. (laughs) (laughs) We all do it. (laughs) But you knew you were erected. Yes, I did. I know, true, true. I just came in and I was like, I'm erected with a capital R. And then she's like, oh, no, no, pine nuts are fine. I was like, oh, thank you. Oh dear. Anyway, anyway. So did you meet your husband at the admission when you were 18 or was it a a, a later admission? No. So the one when I was 18, because I was still in year 12, I was still at the kids' hospital. Oh, yes. Yes. Right. Of course. But then I went to the adult hospital. How was that transition? Well, I was just going to say, we could like have a whole conversation yes, about transition. Yes. But I think in a nutshell, I was prepared really well. Okay, Great. Good. Okay. I was actually driving myself solo to my last few appointments at the paediatric right. clinic. So mum and dad were nowhere near the joint. Right. It was just me. Yeah. Right. My dad did come to my first appointment at the adult hospital. Yep. Mainly because they were going to just ask me literally every question yes. that they possibly could. Right. And he would hopefully, not always, but hopefully be able to remember <laughs> and oh, answer the things that happened to me when I was a baby <laughs> or a really young child. And the only time that I've ever had someone come with me as an adult would be if I'm particularly unwell or if mm. there's a new issue that we need a, a couple of pairs of ears yep, yep. to listen to. And Anna has certainly... Popped along a couple of times on those occasions. Happily, happily. (laughs) (laughs) But I met Dave when we were both admitted. We actually came into ED at the same time. And I didn't, of course, know it was Dave, except (laughs) I did know that there was another person with CF who was in the bay next to me in ED going through everything that I was going through. And, of course, he got to go up to the wards straight away and got a nice, quiet, dark room, and I was stuck in ED for two days oh. before I finally got to go up to the ward. He's just blessed when it comes to getting certain things done in the really? hospital. Yes, he's got the gift. And he's got the, the platinum status, doesn't he? Yeah. He's a frequent flyer. He's a bit of a VIP. David. <laughs> And at that point, because I was feeling just a little bit isolated um, and didn't really have many contacts with people who had CF, mm. I was just trying to say hi to the other people with CF who had on the who were on the ward. Yep. And it's really obvious who they are because they're the young, good-looking ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone else on the ward is old. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so you can tell straight away who's got CF uh, and who doesn't. Yep. And this was right on the cusp of um, cross-infection between people with CF being known about and starting to be talked about, but certainly not handled the way it is now, which is very carefully. It's frowned upon to have close contact with other people with CF. So we kind of snuck in there. We knew it wasn't a great idea and it's not a great idea for multiple reasons, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. But we were like fine we'll do this anyway and um 
I sort of got to know Dave and just hit it off with him better than I hit it off with the other people. Yes, of course. (laughs) So we will talk about that. But how does that go when you need a support network and you can't hang around with people that live a similar life to you? Look, it can be difficult. I think particularly for older people with CF who remember a time before cross-infection became a big deal right? and they were meeting up in person, they were going on CF camps mm. and they've got such fond memories of mm. those times right. and built such strong relationships with those people. Right. Now a lot of those relationships are now online. Mm. So yes. either being Facebook friends or texting, yep. calling, yep. Zooming, yep. <laughs> but not actually really seeing people in person. And I think that it does have a really big impact Mm. upon people's mental health and emotions. Yes. Yes. So I know just not anyway health related, but when we had twins, because I had other children already, I was like, I I need a different connection now. Like different things are happening in my life. My exhaustion's different. My parenting skills are different. I needed to find those people, even though I had amazing friends who already had children. So to be told, well, you can have them, but they're all online, I think even though we spend a lot of time online, would be really hard. Yeah, it is hard. Mm. And I think for some parents of little kids where the parents are the ones making the decisions, yeah. or for some adults who are very clear that they don't want to have any chance of cross-infection, mm. they will set quite strong boundaries mm. and will just have to deal with the fact that they may feel a bit more isolated mm. There are some people, and I'm probably in this category, who will meet with other people with CF face-to-face, but more and more under certain conditions. So there are some bacteria that are common in the CF population that I do not want to get. And so if a person has one of those bacteria, they will tell me, and then I will not see them face-to-face. And there have been people who I cannot meet face-to-face because Mm. of that. Mm. But there are other people that I have met previously who are still free of those nasty bacteria who I do meet up with occasionally. Mm. Okay, Mm. yeah. And then you, you know, just live with someone who also has (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's also that. (laughs) And I think they have to isolate from each other. I was going to say. In in their own home, not Super regularly, but it certainly has happened. Mm. Yeah, but that's that is true. But that's not necessarily from a from a CF bug sharing perspective. Right. Um, before Dave's transplant, when his health was quite unstable, if he got a cold or if he got a flu, then that could be a serious yes. issue for him. And so, if I had a cold or if I had a flu, then we would take some pretty extreme. Yep measures to separate as much as possible whilst living in the same house as one another. Now that he is post-transplant and on immunosuppressive drugs, again, if I have a cold or if I have a flu, then we will take those measures again. Mm. So Mm. this is sort of a twofold question, but what's 2020 been like when you've watched other people actually have to be really concerned about their health and their lungs with this pandemic? And then, like, have you rolled your eyes a little bit at people? <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> or a lot, or a lot. And what's it been like for you with all that added risk around? Mm. 
I think I'm going to answer the second question first. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, in many ways, our life is not that different. Mm, yeah. Uh, particularly for Dave, because yep. although he has been transplanted, his health has been a little bit up and down at times. And yep. so there have been occasions where he has been housebound because of his health and had very low activity and not leaving the house anyway, yep, even yep. to get chicken, let alone to go to the beach or yep, go to a yep. pub or go to a bar. Yep. And although I can go out without him, and I do on occasion, yep. um, during those down times I'd be more likely to be yep. at home and watching a movie and yeah. him out and all of that sort of stuff. So not being able to go out when we did have the lockdown in Sydney was pretty normal yeah. for us. Not getting a takeaway coffee yes. was not normal for me. Yes. <laughs> and that was a bit hardcore. Dave was like, you shouldn't get a takeaway coffee. And I'm like, but it's oh, just a coffee. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, no. So I had to can that for a while. Oh. In terms of how it's affected me normally I work in a hospital yes. as a genetic counsellor yes. whereas I have been working from my house since March yep. and I don't have a current plan to go back yeah. I am sort of just checking in about that every now and again yep. Yep. and I do recognize that particularly in Sydney the chance of us getting COVID through me being at the hospital was quite low. Mm. It's just that the consequences were yes. quite large. Yes. And so it's just weighing yeah. those things up and trying to make the best decision. Yeah. Well, there's still virus active in Sydney and Melbourne. So, yeah, you have to know mm. it's around. It's not like they've said it's gone. It's when, still there somewhere. Yeah. Can I just ask, Anna, when um, they got together, how did how, – what was your whole family thinking? What were you thinking? Oh, that's a good question. I think I was I was actually living in Melbourne when um, Jay and Dave got together, although I, I moved back soon after. Um, and I think, I mean, I was very supportive. Um, Jay and Dave got engaged Gosh, it felt like it was about five minutes, but real time it was probably six it months. It was a quick engagement. <laughs> I agree. Well, you know, you know. <laughs> and just to add one thing, um, Dave is also quite a bit older than me. Right. And so I imagine that my parents were probably more concerned about that. Right. right. Got it. <laughs> than what they were about him having CF. Right. Well, maybe it. it was neck and neck. Right. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I was just happy that Jay had found someone that she not only yes. loved but who understood her yeah. reality and had yes. elements of that shared reality. Mm. Um, and there was some fear and risk um, associated with, you know, for the cross-infection reasons that Jay had had shared. Um, I don't think Dave's age alone was an issue for anyone, mm. but obviously when Jay is, Dave's age she will have come in contact with many more bugs as well um you know so there's there's kind of that like life yeah. on the planet for a, you know however many extra years um exposes you to more things which um of which course. is a, a risk mm. um I know how much joy there was on Jay and Dave's wedding no. day oh, yeah. um 
you know, those stories which I have a love-hate relationship with because I, I genuinely love that Jay fell in love regardless of, you know, who that individual was but that also she was, she she lived long enough to to find her person mm. on the planet um, and to go on and, and marry him. Um, it is a heartwarming story um, and also a tear-jerking story yeah. for every single person at their wedding yes, <laughs> um, on both sides of their yes, now family. Yes. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What, in your lifetime, what have been the big changes that um, have enabled people with cystic fibrosis to live better lives? There's been quite a few. Mm. So I think the first change I don't have a conscious memory of but right around the time when I was born, there was a new medication which came out, which was a capsule full of digestive enzymes yep. so that we can have that when we eat to digest our food, that there was apparently this horrific powder or oh, paste that you okay. had to put on your food oh. and then you had to eat your food covered in this paste oh, and it would almost start digesting on the plate. Oh, so, I can imagine how much kids experience. love that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was born at the golden time where Yay. I didn't have to go through that. Good. There's been various changes in medication mm -hmm. and I think without listing them all because that yep. would take a long time and everyone <laughs> would get very bored, I think it's just worth mentioning that at the moment there are some medications that are already available as well as coming down the pipeline that don't just treat the symptoms of CF but actually treat the underlying cause oh, at right. the cellular level. And I've been lucky enough to be on one of those medications called or can be since the phase three clinical trial. Right. Which I think has been about six or seven years now. Mm. So it's been quite some time. Wow, yeah. And that has made a huge difference to okay. my quality of has life. It? it really, really has. So I have more energy. Yep. I have less admissions. Yep. I can probably do a little bit less treatment each day right. and get by with a bit more time in my life. Yeah. 
it's made it easier for me to exercise and then because I can exercise more I can work the lungs more and shift yes. the mucus out more yeah, yeah. well those are probably the job. tangible things yeah is that the medication that came through? We had Viv on whose daughter has cystic fibrosis and she went yep. to Parliament House. Is that the same time? Is that when you're talking about Parliament House, Anna? Yeah. Viv that rocks. moment? Yeah, Viv ah, does Can you tell us about that from your perspective? <sighs> okay. Anna was super involved. Yeah, tell <laughs> us. Tell tell me. <laughs> More involved I'm, than me, wow. actually. <laughs> oh, sisters well, are the best. She knew it was important. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was so um, well, let me backtrack. Jay had already been taking Orcambi, as she said, from the phase three trial. Yes. And this was maybe 18 months to two years after she'd been a part of the clinical trial proving its efficacy. Yeah. Um, and from my perspective, I mean, Jay talks about, you know, maybe it's improved my quality of life and my lung function. It categorically has. Uh-huh. And, um, and I can see, I could see that so profoundly. Um, and I needed or can be to be on the PBS. Oh, wow. Um, and Jay obviously needed it to, to ingest it personally. Um, and there were so many other families of mm. people with CF and, and friends and communities of, of people that needed or can be on the PBS. Mm. And there had been a couple of attempts um, which, you know, for various reasons hadn't hadn't gone through. And there was um, certainly a rumour, I, th- I, th- I think it's probably very true, that if Orcambi was not added to the PBS, then Vertex, the drug company, would have left Australia. Oh. Um, so it was... It, it was high stakes. Um, mm. I happened to be on maternity leave with my second child. Great time to start a <laughs> being an advocate. Massive campaign. <laughs> wow. Um, I wasn't sleeping anyway. Um, so um, I did. Um, and uh, you know, I, it, it actually, it's its quite amusing. I can't help but laugh now. But at the end of that year, Greg Hunt actually, so the health minister, yes. Greg Hunt, sent me a Christmas card um, <laughs> to my home address because we'd, we'd caught up so many times that year. And actually the day, um, it was Father's Day that they made the announcement um, yeah. that Orkambi would be added to the PBS. Bib was there. Yeah. Um, and Greg Hunt and ScoMo were were there. Um, I really, just side note, I really feel for Greg Hunt on this day um, because ScoMo was a new PM, was mm. really not that popular at the time. Yeah. And this was like a good news story yes. that was being covered by all these major, mm. you know, media outlets, yes. all the media outlets. And Greg Hunt should have made that announcement. I'm just going to make that. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yes. Stole it. In. It was. It was Father's Day. He, you know, it was talking about Father's Day, and I was like, "Shut up! There's this nothing is such to do a with moment. Father's Day." <laughs> and yeah. you don't even know what all can be is. is. And, oh. You know, you can't pronounce it. So oh. Um, oh, I would have been mad about something like that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, "Where's my Christmas cards, Gomo?" Yeah, you know, it's, this is Hunt's Day. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that, look, that that year was a lot. Yes, <laughs> I. Um, on reflection, gave way more than I had. Yeah. But the stakes were that high. Yeah, they were. Yep. 
and I don't regret it. No. <laughs> Not for a oh. second. I get teary thinking yes, about it. Yes, I want to cry too. I'm mm. so exhausted. Yes. <laughs> I'm still so exhausted. <laughs> but um, but I would do it again. Yes. Of course. Yes. And you I might get the chance to, to do it. With if I wasn't okay. You're going to have to do it again. <laughs> you're going to have to do it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't tell Josh. He'll want to have another baby. <laughs> He'll be like, you know what this campaign needs? <laughs> it needs you <laughs> breastfeeding. <laughs> you need you exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that year was a lot. Um, that also was, um, you're right, Mandy, that was, um, it, the siblings gathering at Parliament House was kind of a part of that but sort of separate. Um, and CF Australia um, kind of had some new, I want to say branding, that's the, the wrong expression, um, but we're talking about leaving no one behind. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think... I don't know where this feedback came from, but certainly they had a hypothesis that maybe siblings were being left behind. Mm-hmm. Cliff notes, we were and are. Um, <laughs> yes. and, um, and look, all not all press was good press, but like the different perspectives on issues like drugs being added to the PBS for diseases that people are born with yes. and are not lifestyle diseases at no. all. Um you know, the more perspectives on that, the better. Yes. So, yes. you know, I think I think you, there was nothing but positive intent in in setting up that siblings gathering. Um, that I found very very hard. Right. Um, and sorry, I'm always a crier. It's okay, <laughs> this is a safe place. Okay, we cry every week. Um, yeah. So the, I'm not embarrassed, but just heads yeah. up. Yeah, we're fine. About yep. to get like snotty and red yeah, here. That's fine. Um, <laughs> let it out. It's better but, to let it out. <laughs> I think. Um, I think there was a there was a lot of emotional stuff going on for me on top of, you know, a, a high stakes campaign having two children, one of whom was was very young at the time. Um, But I really felt when I was asked to speak um, at the siblings gathering by CFA, um, I felt the weight of of that responsibility. And that's that's what I was referencing earlier when I said that there were feel that I could feel mm. tension, literally tension in my body. Yep. That's the only way I can describe yep. it. Yep. Um, that I could not articulate, mm. and it's been there my whole life. Yeah, or it's yeah. been there, you know, like I said, since before I had the words to articulate mm. it, and it felt it felt like. A, a one-time opportunity. Yes. It, it actually wasn't because I, I've spoken from the perspective of a sibling a number of times since. Mm. Um, but I was like, no one will, no one's ever going to ask me yeah. again because I've lived my whole life, even from my own perspective, I live my life sometimes yeah. <laughs> in the wings of my own life and yes. in relation to not just CF but in relation to my own children and, you know, mm. the things that are going on around me. Um, and I think that's become much more clear to me in in the years since the siblings gathering. Mm, interestingly, mm. Um, 
And again, shout out to my therapist for <laughs> being <laughs> we all in have the We've all got them. We yeah. all have them. <laughs> um, she rocks. Um, but I, I felt the weight of responsibility to yes. talk really openly um, to the to an extent openly um, and for that to be my story. Yes. But in order to do that, I had to work out what my story was. Yes. <laughs> And quite quickly. Yes. <laughs> um, so I don't know that I got there by the time I spoke. Um, I, I shared some things. But what what happened that day was a couple of things. Firstly, you know, it, it was another opportunity to speak with Greg Hunt and a whole lot of other um, yep politicians about why Orcambi was important, yes for Jay, yes for lots of other people, the Delta fibroweight mutation causing CF, but also for me. Yeah. Um and and that felt important um as as kind of a new angle. Yes. Um it also felt really important to to the next I mean probably the primary body of, of people that I was thinking about were other siblings. And also parents of people who have at least one child with CF and at least one child without CF. Right, yeah. Um, because it, I know I was loved. I was so, I am so loved yes. and, and so lucky. And it wasn't, I, I nothing I said was critical of, of mum and dad um, or Jay or or anyone else, maybe a couple of nurses who probably should have recognised that I wasn't necessarily okay all the time. We can stick it but, to them. Um, yeah, but um, that felt important. Mm. And I believe it was important because, you know, what happened after that was um, certainly CFA have contacted me about a number of things. CFA mm. actually kickstarted a um, a survey specifically designed for siblings as part of Leave Nobody Behind mm. um, to to get to the bottom of how we were feeling and how they might be able to develop resources mm. um, for us. Um, unfortunately, there there has been no funding for for mm. that project. And while I would love to, and and I think I will try and do something my myself that will very much be a grassroots um, initiative and I need to be really sensitive to myself and the roles that I play and so it yeah. has to be at the right time there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but certainly if any, I mean, it's, it's I can send you the, the link, I think it's still up, um, for, for the show notes if, if people want, yeah, they want would. to take a look. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Like heads yes. up, there is a lot of snot and tears oh, good. Um, I can't in that wait. as well. <laughs> but the, the other thing that happened was that one of the other speakers, her name is Judith Glazner, she's a CNC um, at Melbourne Children's Hospital. Right. Um, and at the time she was doing her PhD in the siblings of people with CF. Oh. Right. And she is the first person in my life and I was like 32 when mm. I was speaking that I felt saw not, there were there were people that I think had seen me mm. um but also I was pretty good at putting on a show mm. that I was okay and mm. that, you know don't worry about me worry about everyone else yep. um but that there was also science backing 
my experience yes. that I was not selfish. Yes. I was not um, lesser for, mm. you know, or weak for, for having fears. Mm. Um, wow. You know, that, that I was actually completely normal yes, <laughs> as, yes. um, as a sibling of someone with CF. Mm. Um, and that was very important for me and the other reason um oh goodness the other reason why this is quite emotional is that um our mum died in very suddenly very suddenly in 2019 oh goodness and I am so glad she heard that not because I needed um her to apologize and she she didn't need to she no, didn't no. but I know that at least for a moment in time and it was more than a moment in time she thought about me yes yes and she thought about me lots but me in relation me yes. and my relationship with cystic fibrosis yeah. um, and I'm so glad she did mm. because we had conversations on on the back of it um mum and dad were, were both there mm. um and that was hard in itself and yes. I remember speaking with Jay beforehand and I was like why are they coming they're not siblings <laughs> yeah. um, and now I'm like why would they not come you yes. know? like that's a ridiculous reaction but I you know I had some nerves about what I was going to mm. to yeah, say you didn't of want course, to hurt but, them but you wanted to speak your truth yeah. yeah, and um, so so the, I think that was an important. It was it was important for, and, and I've got a huge. I mean, the positive feedback really was unimaginable. Um, I I never thought anyone would reach out to me on the back of that, mm-hmm. um, and parents continued to to reach out to do. me. Um, the other thing that happened um, on the back of that, interestingly, was um, that there was there were just a couple of additional pieces of media that that I guess happened on on the back of that. I wrote um, a an opinion piece which was in um, the Sydney Morning Herald, um, which I think was probably a bit polarizing, talking about. Um, my views on genetic testing for me, which I had actually already made because I had two children at this point in time Um, and and actually both of our kids are are IVF babies. So the opportunities for genetic testing have been significant (laughs) over the years. Um, And and I, um, I, I wrote this piece and, I mean, I don't think... I think people are entitled to to different yep. opinions on, on that piece. But the other interesting thing that happened was, and kind of on the back of writing that, I was also, um, Hugh Remington had me on a panel with a couple of other people on ABC National. Yes. Yep. Um, far more intelligent people than myself. Um, so <laughs> anyway. Feeling. My, we really do. <laughs> <laughs> I just sounded like an idiot. Um, <laughs> but... Um, so I guess my personal views and decisions that I'd made about my family, I had consciously put out there 
Um, and that didn't fly with everyone. Yes, and yep. I was trolled yes, um, yes. on the back of that. And you know what? I That actually isn't a traumatic experience for me, having been trolled. I, I, I don't know. I think I... I actually didn't take any of it on board. I read every single message and every single ping. I didn't read all of the comments on the opinion piece on the online editions um, of those articles because I think that would have sent me down, send me, you know, I just couldn't do that. Jay and I obviously have the same parents. Mm. um, Or not obviously, we do have the same parents, (laughs) um, same biological parents. Um, there, and I know that I don't have CF because yep. I did have asthma and every single doctor that I consulted my entire life was like, have you been checked for CF? And I'm like, only a million times, yes. guys. Don't give me another sweat test. Yeah. Um, but the it, there is, so I, I, I'm not the one in four um, that has CF. There's a, a 50 I guess there's a two in three chance actually that I'm a carrier of of CF, well which done. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yes. You got the maths right. Brownlee, I think, was my year twelve biology teacher. Will will be proud at this point. Um, yeah, two in three chance that I'm a carrier of CF. One in three chance that I'm I, I'm not a carrier. I know I don't have CF, um, and obviously if I am a carrier and I've um, never wanted to to know that information if my husband um were also a carrier of cf mm. the same one in four would apply to every child that that yep. we had together so i understand the arguments of the medical community and many others that um you know there are certainly options for me to know if i'm a carrier um that wasn't information that was important to me um, uh, growing up yeah. um, or as an adult, it was a little bit more important to my husband than it was to me yeah. um, and that's something that we worked through to, together yeah. um, but it was not testing that we elected to have um, yeah. on as part of our IVF journey right. or either of my pregnancies. Mm. Um, so it's... But but that's a really personal decision and no two people are the same. Even my husband and I didn't have the same views on that. Um, So, yeah, 20, I guess that was 2018 was a big year. (laughs) Um, uh, As I said, I gave more than I had. Um, There are... That is a bit of a tendency of, of mine <laughs> um, to give more than I have, um, and and certainly my family are the beneficiaries of that. But I are also um, they also encourage me to set more healthy boundaries <laughs> um, that I think is my natural inclination. You but just I don't also, know until you've experienced it, and then you look back and think, totally. "Oh my goodness, that was a bit tricky." Mm. Yeah, totally. you don't know. But that you were trying like, your very empathy, best is also and and you know my giving more than I have to give is is coming from a place of empathy yes and that's something that CF has given me you know this like ridiculous empathy which I love about myself and I also hate about myself and you know it really pulls me down and I'm porous and 
give too much of myself, you know, to people that need it or, or that I feel need it. Um, and sometimes I'm that person and I don't, I don't recognize it. Yeah. Um, but I also think that's a product of being, I mean, it may have happened anyway. There's no control Anna living no. a life no. with a different environment to that that I have. <laughs> I mean, if there is, Those I'd laughing. love to meet her. <laughs> but, uh, You're um, not part of a science experiment. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, but I, I do think that I cannot, I, I mean, I blame CF, I thank CF yeah, for, yeah. for that. Um, I understand that. But what I would say is I think it's very important for siblings who are old enough to um, have a have their own relationship with CF yep. but also critically important for parents of kids you know, I'm going to say kids with CF, but I'm sure it's applicable to some other disabilities yep. when they have, it, actually, it doesn't really matter if they're, you know, their multiple children all have the same disease or, you know, one has the disease and no one else does. All of their children are going to have a very unique and intimate yes. relationship with that disease. Yes, yes. yes. definitely. And, with, and we can't, separate the disease from the person mm. either so it's really unique relationships with individuals mm. but also unique relationships with a disease and please like please talk to your kids mm. about the disease in I heard someone once say that you should talk about um disability like sex it should be a it should be truthful yeah. and it should be age appropriate ah, yeah. interesting um, and for that, look, I don't, I, what I say isn't gospel. Everyone's families are different. Everyone's kids are different. Every individual is yep. different. But I don't think the same conversation, assuming your kids are different ages, and even if they're not, I don't think the same conversation is always applicable to every child. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. Yep. And I don't think that, that that doesn't mean lying. It doesn't no. mean withholding information, but I also think there's a lot of power in saying even to quite a young child, um, look, I can share more information with you if you would like it, yeah. but I want to recognise that that might be enough for today. Yeah. Or like that, yeah. that, that's, yeah. that you, don't, you don't need this information, but giving, even if I have a five-year-old daughter and you know, when some really heavy things happen in the world, as mm. they have done this year mm. um, and throughout her life, I mean, she she remembers Dave getting his, Jay's husband getting his transplant. Mm. Um, she spent a lot of time in and around hospitals. She yes. remembers um, her nan, our mum dying. Yes. Um, and even, I mean, she was four when, when mum died and, and I said that to her and she was like, she actually said to me as a four-year-old, I might have questions, but I want to go and play now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't think that's that uncommon for, no. you know, you knew four, to five, ask that. You knew to give exactly. her that breathing space. That's mm. amazing. Exactly. But the but the other thing is it, it sometimes, I mean, if I reflect, there, especially as a teenager maybe, you know, I was like I certainly wasn't a, a super bad teenager but I also wasn't the world's most well-behaved teenager. <laughs> um, I think I pushed those boundaries, you know, pretty hard. Um, 
And I don't think that conversation coming from my parents at that stage of my life would have been the most helpful. Yeah, I don't think they would have been the people that I needed to have that conversation uh, with, if that makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I also think that having others, <laughs> and I don't, you know, others means different things for different people, but, you know, whether it's aunts and uncles or family mm. friends, be brave enough mm. to offer themselves up um, well, firstly, to see the siblings of, yes. of unwell children and mm. to, to, to identify that. Secondly, to be brave enough to have a conversation where they don't have the answers. Sometimes it's just listening. Listening. Yeah, listening. Or sometimes it's like, hey, that's a good question. Mm. And you know what? We could Google it, but that would probably scare the shit out of us. So <laughs> why don't we come back and talk about this in a week or come back yeah. and talk about this in a month? Or would you like me to talk to your parents with you there and say, we were chatting the other day and, mm. you know, I think Anna's got a really good question or, you know, yeah. those types of, of interactions um, just go so far. Mm. And after the siblings gathering, when lots of friends, lots of family had, had seen what I said at Parliament House um, and, you know, read some of the stuff um, that that was written in the wake of that, um, a number of people who love me more than almost anyone else on the planet were like, we, we could see that, but we didn't know how to help. Well, we could see that um, and we we thought that that was overstepping because mm. obviously we, we thought you were having those conversations with your, your parents, which mm. I kind of was, but I don't know that I was really in control of what information yeah. I was receiving and when. Um, and one example of this I think is, um, and, and look, this continues to, to happen actually even within, you know, even just between Jay and I, this, this happens it's definitely happened this year where, um, you know, Jay might share a memory um, or I guess what, what has typically happened is that Jay might share a memory or dad might share a memory or when mum was alive, you know, mum and dad might share a memory and, you know, their recall of Jay in that memory is 2020. Right. And it, you know, and and they don't remember that I was there. Yeah. They don't remember that I too was experiencing that thing. Wow. Um, and rightly, Jay needed support. Yes. Um, but I also needed yes. to be recognised in that situation. And mm. history, if I allow it to, history will write me out of of those stories. You know, in family folklore if I don't speak up about it so Mm. I need to keep advocating for myself and Jay um, especially in recent years since I have been advocating for myself is an amazing advocate for me Mm, um, in in recognizing that I was there and that I probably didn't have as much support as Mm. many of the other heroes in the story um and you know, asking what what that was like for me, mm. and and I'm really grateful and and thankful for that. Um, the the other funny anecdote that that I think is, of, you know, I've got two small children, and I happen to be married to an incredibly accident prone individual. <laughs> so then I rock up to ED 
more regularly than I would like um, <laughs> with someone needing, you know, acute care. Um, but um, whenever I rock up at ED, you know, and you're being triaged, um, the triage nurse always asks me if I'm a nurse or a doctor. Yeah. Um, and that is just because I've been around hospitals yes, so much. Life, and I've been life. in those appointments, outside those appointments, yes. listening. I have no medical qualifications whatsoever and couldn't. I'm queasy. I faint at the sight of blood. Um, but that's just another example mm. of how in it, how close you are. Yes. That your medical, it, it's not my medical knowledge by any stretch, but the language that yes. I'm using translates yes. in a yes. way yes. that it could be taken and as And you know how to get the point across succinctly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. In in. High stress situations. Yeah. I don't think I've ever rocked up at ED and be like, "It's nothing." Sure um, you know? no. <laughs> um, oh, so, I think what you're saying is going to be super helpful. It's it it's good for me. Yeah, it's a tiny bit confronting, um, <laughs> but yeah. But what okay. I wanted to say was the fact that you also said aunts or uncles or close friends. Um, I really think it's really important that they. Um, step up if they're able and want to because I know like in with my family I've got a couple of girlfriends who have been really amazing to my daughters mm. you know like my friend Rach even my friend Lorraine yeah and so that they feel special to somebody else yes. do you know what I mean and my brother Aaron always made the sound engineer feel special yes. and you need those people because sometimes I I know and I have wept over the fact that I've given much more time to Buzz and Woody yeah I have and so to have someone else come along and go, oh, let's go choose earrings or, it's you know. It's the greatest gift. Yeah. It is the greatest gift. It's just, yeah. But also don't sweep it under the carpet because you've recognised it. You can talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can talk about you it. You know, and, yeah. and you can, and it sucks. Like I'm also a parent and I have had to apologise to my kids for, for generally being a grump in 2020 yep. and having a shorter <laughs> fuse, especially when we were all at home together yeah. for uh, yes. 12 weeks. Yes. Um, but, and that's hard, but it goes so far. Yeah, it does. I think so, you're right. To just say, like, hey, I have, you know, whatever it is, I, I've spent more time, you know, yep. elsewhere. Yep. And I know you see that. Yeah. And yeah. I just want to recognize that. And I can't promise that I'll get it right every time, but know that I know it. Yeah. And I'm trying. Yes. You know, yes. that's really, trying. really powerful. Yeah. Thank all, you. Any of us can really ask. That's all we can do. <laughs> so go Come easy. On. Go yeah. easy on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're all right. <laughs> But also, kids need to advocate for themselves and be praised for it. Yes. Jay and I were were actually talking about this yesterday, um, you know, in in kind of a tongue-in-cheek way because I was having a laugh at myself and (laughs) not being able to set healthy healthy boundaries. Um, And I was like, you know what, I really hope that I instill in my children is praising them, yes, for caring about others, but also praying, praising them for knowing, for being able to identify that they have a need, even yes. if they can't necessarily sort of 
succinctly communicate that yeah. clearly, yes. identifying that they have a need and trying to address it um, and, and being brave enough to invite others into that if that's, if that's appropriate or, yeah. or addressing it themselves. Yeah. Um, my five-year-old, um, she, well, she was four when she started school earlier this year, um, and the kindy te- her kindy teacher, who is awesome, um, called me a couple of weeks in and she was like, oh, I just wanted to let you know, I think Camilla might have been a bit overwhelmed, and she went and put herself in the corner and put a cushion on her head. And I was like, great, she needed <laughs> Like, that's awesome. And I was like, yeah, yeah, like expecting that she, you know, there was some other reason. And she was like, oh, I just I just wanted to let you know that I think she was overwhelmed. And I was like, yeah, and she did and something she, about yeah. it. Yes. Awesome. Like, yes. that rocks. Yes, um, it does. So I was like, go tell her, you know, good on her. And she got idea. a merit award for, uh. I don't know, something vague, which I knew was entirely because she, she identified her need, did it, yeah. kept herself safe and... And then she was perfectly fine. And it wasn't a bother to anybody else. Be praised. Yes, yes that's that should be praised. Mean, maybe it was a bother to someone else, but certainly no, like, no, she's in kindy. Yeah, not. <laughs> she's poor. Like, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Probably an award we can get behind. Yes. yes. I so. Love yeah. those awards. Make an Jay. exception for that one. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. We can get behind that. Oh. Let's find the architecture books. Yeah. <laughs> See if they've got a kindy version. Yeah. Yeah. I could keep talking to you forever, but I'm conscious of, of the time. time. Yes. Someone yeah. said to me yesterday, how long do your podcasts go for? I was yeah. like, oh, just a long time. As long as they need <laughs> to go. You know, but you, you can pause it and do something else and come back. But I just want to ask, is there anything we've missed from both of you? Is there anything you would love to tell the P community? I'm all good. You're I'm all good. All good. Oh. There's lots of things I could say, but like you guys always say, oh, we I haven't even talked podcast. about you really being should a have your own podcast. Yeah, yes. genetic counselor. Genetic counselor. We haven't even got there. Okay, oh, well, I'm going to ask. How did you get into that? <laughs> I'll try and keep it super quick. Um, I don't remember ever hearing what a genetic counselor is, but yes. somehow I knew. Oh. And I think what I really like about genetics is that generally speaking not always but generally speaking we do try and focus on what that particular person or what that particular couple or what that particular family need from us right and we try not to tell them what to do we try and help them work out what's best for them and that's how I like doctors to approach mm. my own care mm. because I'm the person, in my opinion, who gets to make the decision. Yes. They're just there to tell me what my options are. Mm. And that's what I do all day. Yeah. <laughs> I try and work out what's important to people and connect with them enough to get a really good sense of that. Yeah. And if they need information, I'll give them information. If they need assistance with decision-making, I'll give them that assistance if they need extra support I'll hook them up with extra support but I'm not telling them how to live their life Mm. and I think that's what drew me into being in the genetics field but specifically a genetic counsellor rather than a genetics doctor yeah 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 super skilled I bet oh yeah I mean, lived experience. Well, I get as more well. skilled over time. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I've said some things. Some people have gone, "Well, she's crap. <laughs> <laughs> she's a rectum." <laughs> For sure. Well, we never know. But I'm hoping that that, that, come, that happens less and less over time. 
Oh, my goodness. We've opened up Pandora's box with that. We really have. We really have. We didn't mean to, actually, either. (laughs) It's been so lovely. Just. Yep, we could talk forever. We could. Thank you you for being so generous. Thank you. Thank you for for having having us. Of course. That's beautiful. And all the information will be in the show notes. Magically, they will just appear there. Thank you, Aka. (laughs) Thanks to Aka. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully, if we get to Sydney one day again, we would love to see you in person. Yeah. We are. 23rd of November, guys. 23rd of November. Look at you on the phone. It'll be a hoot. (laughs) (laughs) We can zoom Jay in. Even from the same state. Yeah. Actually, that's a funny thing. Um, Maybe that I'll add. Jay is also a rockin' aunt um, and Dave is, is, as we call him, Funkle Dave to our <laughs> kids. Um, and we may live a 10-minute drive from each other. Awesome. Um, but those relationships are, are, will be virtual for, for people yes. with yes. many people with disabilities for a long, long time, time to come. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I think. Yeah, I that think is we just something need to be worth mindful pointing as out. Things it is. Unwind, That's yes. right. Not everyone's jumping out. Everyone. And I think everyone yeah. that I've spoken to has been really tired um, from Zoom. You know, like I just oh, want to yeah. hug my mum. I don't want to Zoom my mum, or I just want to. You know, I've been to Zoom funerals, and you're like, I, "This isn't mm. what. This doesn't feel right for me." And mm. it, there's been a, a collective, you know, sigh. But then we don't think about people that are continuing to live yeah. that whole Zoom and this life. this is the safest way. Yeah, oh, because yeah. it is the safest way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. totally people aren't thinking about that. So no. uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks. For reminding us. Mm. Well, we will let you go and we thank just you. can't wait to send this story out into the world. We can't wait. Yes. <laughs> the peas will love you. The peas will love you. For thank you. For sure. So, so get ready for much. them. They're going to come at you. Yeah, <laughs> but they're all nice. They're all There's nice. There's not a troll amongst <laughs> the peas. There is not. Not that one is the truth. That they're is all the truth. beautiful. Yes. They really, really are. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'll bring it on. Thank you. <laughs> and Thank you. Thanks looking forward to listening out. to all of the episodes from here on out. <laughs> there will be many forever. Good. Thank you. No Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. So, again, peas, we're doing our cry difference laugh just between Mandy and I. Yes. We don't need to pressure everybody. We're already asking them to spill their whole souls and then like, what made you laugh this week? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're not all like our live guy who could just spit out what made you laugh oh, over, no. and over every oh, phone goodness. conversation. I <laughs> know. Oh, Unbelievable. Anyway, so um, I'm going to talk about what made me cry and I had proper cries this week. So I have lost two people Um so the beautiful Grace, who I know a lot of our beautiful peas followed the Sing for Grace 2020 um, yes. Instagram account. So her mum and I used to chat each week when the boys, her brother and my boys played tennis and little Grace, uh, Ralph, the brain tumour won. Oh. So we had actually the most beautiful funeral. It was via Zoom because yeah. they live in um, Germany. Yeah. But it was all pink and the coffin was sparkly oh. and Oh, my gosh, her mum spoke. Oh, oh, Alyssa, you should be so proud. Um, Grace would be proud. Her school friends spoke. It was just beautiful and it was 4 a.m. here in Australia, which was actually really nice because and there was still, an, just me yes. and the Zoom. I didn't have to worry about children coming yes. in. or It was really beautiful and I just really could sit with it and yes. just sit and watch and had a cup of tea in bed yeah. and I just, it was beautiful 
as beautiful as a funeral can be yes, and it was a real I celebration understand. of a yes. life that's too short. Grace yes. should be still be here. Yes. And then I have a Zoom funeral on Friday, so it will have happened when this episode comes out. I have a beautiful friend. I do talk about her in the Baby Years episode. Her name was Tracy and she lent me this really big pram that I could fit both the boys in, like a nanny pram, and she would always be like, oh, I don't like babies, and then just come to my house once or twice a week and help me with them and do all the feeding and the nappy changing. And um, she lost a very quick battle with stomach cancer. So, and her beautiful girls are just so beautiful. I think they're 18 and 20. Um, And I'm sad I can't go to the funeral and tell them how awesome their mum was and how... Um, well. she helped me without, um, any return, you know, mm-hmm. she never made a big fuss of it anyway. And she was just the most fun person and oh. we can't properly say goodbye anymore no, this awful. year. And she lives up past Sydney. So, um, I will, I will zoom in of course and watch, but it's, ugh. she's like four years older than me. I don't know. Yes. Life's cruel. Fair. No, it's not fair. Yeah, so I've had poor proper, beautiful daughters. Yeah. Poor beautiful daughters. They need her. Yes. Anyway. So that was my cry. What about you, Mandy? Mine was from the beautiful books from Nellie oh. <laughs> and oh. the Some Brains book. I read it to my girls in the car and I just started yeah. bawling my eyes yeah. out. Oh, and look. They were silent and then Miss Nyman was like, I'm taking these books to school. I said, yes. They are unbelievable. Nellie Thomas is going to come on. So I was going to read them for my Make a Difference and I was like, no, we'll get her to read ah, it. Right? Okay, so she's okay. going to come on the podcast okay. sometime, probably a snap pee, I'd say, yes. in the next month or so. So you can listen out but for I that. I just thought she wrote that for oh, Molly. Like, she wrote it gosh. for Buzz and Woody. I cried. In and all the ways I could see it, I could, you know, the list of foods and the white foods. Yes, and, oh, it just it's just brilliant. Beautiful. It was beautiful. And I was like, oh, I wish I had this book when you guys oh, were little. Same. It would have been life-changing. And I said in our Instagram story, which I really believe every parent should be given this book when yes. their child starts Foundation Kinder Prep, yes. right? Because there is somebody in your class who this is applicable to. The government should give that the at your four-year-old health check. They should. Yeah. They really, really should. Yeah. And it should be a favourite book in yes. every house. It yes. should be a little ABC Kids yes. episode. It's amazing. And yes. I know lots of peas have bought it because they all messaged me. Buying, buying, buying. The interesting thing for me is when um, my girls were little and we'd think about in terms of a brain injury, Yes, I would be upset. I would have been upset about that book. Like in terms of I'd look at the and think, well, this is not something that I can read about even, right? Okay. So I think if, if some of you feel like that, that's okay. I don't feel like that now. No. And I think for other people to get it though. Yes, that's right. And to just accept because all we want is acceptance. acceptance. That's yes. it. And that book is so great. And there's a beautiful, there's some boys and some, some girls. girls. And, and they're all, awesome too. They have representation throughout oh. the whole book. And yeah, so, and the funniest thing was she messaged me on Instagram and said, I'm going to send you girls the book. So I was like, okay. And then she messages me, oh, on Facebook, she messages me back and goes, okay, so I don't think I could be more of a P parent. I forgot to put the note in to say. <laughs> But they're from me. I was Perfect. like, yep. She's like, but I did get to the post office and post yeah, them. Yeah, well, like, that's yep. pretty bloody good. Yeah, it is pretty bloody so good. So I had a big, cro- like a bit of a sob. Like, oh, yeah. 
Goodness, this book is so great. I know, so and then great. number one daughter's like, I need them, yes. you know, because she's a paediatric OT yes. and yes. even the sound engineer, he yes. loved it. They're yes. amazing books. Yes. I just, have I not heard of them? How have I not heard? Been living well, under because a I rock. think maybe when you're not in early childhood. Maybe because our kids are a you bit know, older. Yeah, yeah, we're not, uh, I think I was more on top of books back then because yes, yeah, I was absolutely. buying more picture bo- books for Christmas for birthday presents. Yeah. And we've kind of stepped out of the picture book, even though I love a picture book. Love them. Yeah. Love them. I can't give them away. Oh. Gosh. Sorry, Kirsty and Amy, but I can't. Oh, no, I can't give them away either. To, no, no. I've given lots away, but no. those books are precious no, to me. I'm keeping them. I held my kids on my lap and yep, read them. Definitely. Oh, the twins squirmed away and I read as they walked around the room. <laughs> definitely not We read them away. with the twins where the wild things are yeah. every day for 18 yeah, months. I bet you So did. I wanted to get a sign for the front of my house yeah. that said where the wild things are. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much you read it. And Darren reading, and Queen Ursula. <laughs> Princess Ariel. And I was like, it's Ursula. <laughs> I've said it before, but it just was so funny. <laughs> How do you get these costumes on them anyway? Well, these costumes. <laughs> um, okay. And, well, funnily enough, I'm just going to go straight to my difference because okay. my difference was the Nellie Thomas books. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I think we've talked about it. Okay. That's okay. What, yep, what's yep. yours? Oh, we went to a friend's house for lunch oh, yesterday. Oh, I know. And I, I just said, I can bring this and I can bring that and I can bring this and I can bring that. And she's like, could you just calm down on what you're going to bring? And I was like, well, I'm just so excited. Like, because I'll just we bring haven't whatever been you want. to a friend's I house. Been. So we've been in lockdown oh. since July in Melbourne. And then she even so. let us bring our dog. That's yeah, pretty just great. Because the girls were a bit scared because we haven't left the dog for eight I months. I know. So I they were like, I don't know about the dog. And she said, yep. Yeah, bring the dog. I mean, that's a great friend. It's a great friend. And we friend. just all came in, no one hugged, just elbows, I you know. know. It's not quite the no, same, but it's so but it was still nice. pretty good. It is. It was pretty great. And if you've got young children, you can take them. So Yes. And I'm sure it will, you know, we're just in this sort of state of apprehension where we're getting the zero days yes. and who knows what will be by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. But we're also aware that these numbers were when we were still in lockdown because it's from two weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. And I'll tell you what, no one in Melbourne takes anything for granted. No, I don't. I so, just soaked in every moment and I yep. said to the girls before we got out of the car, now this is a big deal. This yeah, is such big an deal. exciting oh, yeah. time. We had a picnic at the park yesterday and I was like, um, was just with, people my age, old people, uh, number one daughter came and I was like, do you want to come Buzz and Woody? And they're like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, because they had people here home to look after them. They just sat in the car, mind you, but yeah, they just okay. they wanted out. to be a part of it. Yeah. So I should also say that um, I got two chickens, which oh, are yes. so cute, from a P listener and oh. it was really funny because Bryony's like, you let someone come to your house? What are you doing? And I was like, no, 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 no. We actually worked out. We have lots of friends in common and uh, our kids went to school together. Uh, so she's not because Bryony's like, is she just a random stalker? I'm like, no. <laughs> and she had to come from the beautiful Bayside to the Bogan side. <laughs> and the chickens are divine. Oh, I put them on our Insta. They're, they're so cute. cute. Anyway, do you want me to laugh or do yep, you want to laugh? Yep, you laugh. Okay. So um, I laughed about two things. Today I laughed at work because I was having a big whinge, which you probably will have heard me whinge about in this week's Snap P, which is that Manny and I have been nominated for an award at the Podcast Awards. You know I don't give one flying shit about awards, but if we'd gone, Matt and Alex would be there, right? But because of 2020, Mm. we can't be in the room with them. And Mark Fennell, the movie guy that gave us Hunt for the Wilder People and all his awesome podcasts, the whole Mamma Mia Out Loud trio. We would have been able to see everyone. This will probably never happen again. It won't. And then Ben at work said to me, you just picked the wrong year to get almost famous. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's so true. It's so true. Everything's fucked up. (laughs) We're not going 
going to do any of the fun Another things. Another bloody Zoom. We would have got to Sydney now. I'm like, I know what it'll be like. It'll be like Australian of the Year. We'll just see our category on Zoom. Yes. I'm not even going to know. And I just like, oh, come on. We've been burnt. The most awesome people have been nominated, which is why we know we won't win. But we would have got to meet I them. Know, would have That's better than winning. Them. Oh, would have short been. short and curly guy. Yeah, come on. Squeeze oh. kids. Yes. Oh. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway we'll get over That made it. me laugh. And the other thing that made me laugh was. I was walking through the house yesterday and I've got a really nice um, side table at my front door. It's very plain, just sort of, um, I don't know, Nordic. And there was a huge Nerf gun on it and then I went down to the kitchen and there was another Nerf gun and then I went into the bathroom and Woody was in there and there was another Nerf gun and I said, why is there Nerf guns everywhere? And he just looked at me deadpan. He's like, well, they really make a house a home. Gosh darn truth. I was like, well, they make our well, house I need home. one because we don't have any. I can't so believe you don't have we any. Have Maybe Santa will bring you one, Mandy. Maybe. <laughs> we probably need one. You know why? We don't have water pistols or anything no. like that because of Darren's hearing aids. Yes, and I think actually. Um, so we can't have anything random flying around. You have around. to have good dexterity, yes, I think, and you've got to load them up. So There's a whole lot of things we do yeah. not have in our house. Yeah. Um, don't even talk to me about like. But- Polly Pocket clothes. No, no, no. <laughs> I had to Too try and small. do them. Yeah, yeah. My laugh was gorgeous, Molly. A few, I don't know, ages ago, one of my laughs was about how she called the nut bush the bush nut. Yes. The dance. Well, yes. Millie was doing a little dance in the kitchen and she goes, is that the butt noosh? <laughs> so that's the second time. So the first time was the bush nut, this time was the butt noosh. And she just lost it with herself, <laughs> laughing for ages. So I said today, what have I laughed about this? Butt noosh. I was like, yep, okay. That's what I've laughed about. You're funny girl. So oh, funny. So cute. So anyway, Peas, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed those sisters as much as we did. Yes, brilliant They were episode. beautiful. And yep. I think they really did tap into my insecurities and guilt Yeah, <laughs> as a Me parent. Too. But I think it's okay to hear it and acknowledge I'm doing the best I can. Yeah, and I can go home and make changes. And you yeah. can be the amazing aunt or uncle. Yes. You can be that person. Like yes. I know my brother, Shenanigans, takes the boys skiing and so then they're gone for that yes. time. So then you can have time yes. with other people. And I, not everyone can take our children. No. I get that. Yeah. But... Yeah, just or a little special card in the mail. Like just I know even when a text message. Like when I'm um, thinking of you today. Scholarship like graduated or... from high school. Like my friends like dropped her flowers and yes. stuff. And I know it's an acknowledgement of well of you've yes. done this in spite of yes. things. Okay, so of course Manny and I talk about the rosy times, but there's a little piles of shit along the way that it's we tricky, step through. Tricky times. And um, yeah. yeah, there are tricky times, and they've all um, they don't. They don't regret it, I believe, but they've all had to give up a lot to be part of this a very shambolic family. So <laughs> um, anyway, I also wanted to say you need to rate and review because we love that. Woo, got to 2,000. Thank if you. If you listened to this. Oh, yes, we got to 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't care. Sorry, I'm let's like, stop and take 2, a moment. <laughs> I get a little text from her. <laughs> um, if you listen to the Snap P, you will have heard us read out some of the ACAS supporter you people are changing lives. We're really close to telling you what we're doing and you are just going to be so thrilled. And some people are like, you have to use that money for yourself. No. Um, you know, we we might, but we're also really, really excited about what we're doing yeah. with the money. Um, and if you'd like to vote for us in the most popular podcast, the listener's, listener's choice. choice, we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, you probably would have heard me rant a little bit about that in the Snap P as well. <laughs> So thank you, thank you, thank you, Peas. You're the best. We love you. See you later. See ya. Bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 